Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Celebration Church. You guys excited to be in the building tonight? Kicking off our first riot night of 2017. And I got to tell you, man, you guys have not disappointed by coming out and bringing your faith in the building with you. My name is Keith. I'm one of the pastors here at Celebration, and we're so glad you're here. Can you guys put your hands together for those who are joining us online and for our first time guests? We pray that you make yourselves right at home. Before I get into tonight, I just want to take a quick moment to honor someone that's in the building with us tonight. We have Pastor Layton and Pastor Hannah German in the building tonight. Will you guys stand up to your feet? Layton, stand up, stand up. They're in the building. Many of you guys know that, that Pastor Layton served here with us um, on the riot team. He's now in Fort Lauderdale doing a mighty work of God and planting a church down there. Man, we're so proud of you, man, and we're glad that you guys are here. Now, I have the incredible honor and privilege of introducing tonight's incredible speaker. You know, I've had an opportunity to, 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 to serve here at Celebration, work here at Celebration for several years now, and, and this man is, is like a hero to me. Considering I know in his story of how he stepped out in faith and just heard a word from God and, and moved to Jacksonville when there wasn't a lot of resources, he just trusted God. And looking at what we've been able to accomplish in that short amount of time, and, and when I think back about over three years ago, Pastor, when we began this whole journey of what riots could potentially look like, and I remember he would call me up, he would text me, he would say, hey, I, I believe we're going to go to war. We're going to go to war for the youth. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And we would meet, and we would meet, and we would meet, and we would meet. And he would constantly talk about the vision that he had of seeing young adults and students radically save and impacting this city and the world. You know, Pastor Stovall, in the three years we've been doing riot nights, I've done a little math, and over 1,500 students have said yes to Jesus as a result of us doing riot nights. And that amount of time with our riot retreats, we've seen more than 500 baptisms as a result of us doing riot nights. And also in those same environments, we heard many people say that they've heard the voice of God for the first time. They're walking into ministry, and many of them are going to our school of ministry right now as a result of what we started with Riot Nights. So Celebration Church, Riot, Sub 30, would you stand on your feet and give the loudest ovation that you can to the father of this house, Pastor Stovall Weems. All right. Oh, man, so good to be here. You guys go ahead and, and take a seat. And, uh, man, I, I want to say as, as well, man, it's great to have Leighton and Hannah back in the house. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah. I call you both of them. Yeah. But uh, they're opening Celebration Church Fort Lauderdale this year. How about that? So if you... If you know anyone in the Fort Lauderdale area, uh, you need to let them know Celebration Church is about to open down there, and they have the best pastors leading that church down there, Riot's very own. And uh, how about Pastor Keith? Huh? Let's give it up for Pastor Keith and the Riot team here. And man, hey, come on, how about that worship? Was that unbelievable? Man. Oh, so, so good. I'm still kind of recovering from that worship. And uh, 
But I do want to get into the message. Now, how many of you are planning on coming to hear Pastor Stephen Furtick tomorrow night? First night of revival? I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. He's really excited to be here. And uh, we were talking today, and I, he, he knows I'm speaking at Riot Night tonight. And he said, he said, tell all of Sub 30, tell all of Riot to please come tomorrow night if you can. So do your homework early. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're in school, do your homework earlier. And, uh, and do, make every effort to get here tomorrow night. It's going to be powerful. I want to, I want to jump right into the message. And uh, I believe God's going to do something powerful in our hearts tonight. And what I want to do tonight is I'm hoping to set the tone for the year and how you're going to overcome this year. And I believe I'm speaking prophetically to many of you that, look, this, this year, there, there are things that have restrained you in past years. It's not going to restrain you this year. There are things that have made you sad. There's things that have disappointed you in the past few years. That's not going to happen this year. And I want to leave you with a weapon, hopefully tonight, I want to leave you with a weapon and I want to teach you how to use it so that you can overcome and live this year unrestrained. Unrestrained. So that's what I want to talk to you about for the next few moments and I've entitled this message Unrestrained. Unrestrained. Father, we love you. Lord, I thank you for every young adult in this place. I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice or watching online. God, this is the year where we are going to overcome. God, this is the year where things that have restrained us, Lord, those things are going to be broken off, and we're going to learn how to live for you unrestrained in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let me read you a passage of Scripture. This is out of Matthew chapter 8, 1 through 3. Oh, man, this is a great, just a great story here. So Jesus has been doing ministry, and then we come into Matthew chapter 8 here, and he says, And when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold... A leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. I want to encourage you tonight. Whatever you're concerned about, whatever you're worried about, I want to let you know that God is willing to bring healing, to bring peace to bring change, to bring help to your life. Jesus says, I am willing, and Jesus says, be cleansed, and it says immediately. Everybody say immediately. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. That's another thing that I'm believing for tonight. You know, sometimes, and there are a lot of things in our relationship with God, it's a process, Discipleship is a process. Maturing in Christ is a process. But you know, there's some things about our relationship with God that can be immediately, that can be suddenly. Sometimes when God sees his 
child, his son, his daughter in a situation, if that child, if that daughter of God will learn how to respond and call on God, I'm telling you that there are many times that an, an immediate blessing, an immediate miracle, an immediate encounter with God can happen. So I want to just unpack this for a few moments. It's very interesting. It says, look, when Jesus, when he came down from the mountain, it says, look, multitudes followed him, but this leper worshiped him. Multitudes were following, but this one guy didn't just follow. This one guy decided to worship. Multitudes were hanging out. Multitudes were kind of there for the show. Multitudes were, were kind of watching, but there was one who decided to worship. And what I've found a lot of times when we're in gatherings and there's multitudes, see, there can be a lot of people watching, but there might not be very many people truly worshiping. So my goal, listen, my goal, right, my goal, sub third, here's my goal for you this year, that you learn more than ever that in your relationship with Jesus, you're going to go from being a watcher to a worshiper. I love, I love what it says here. Now, now look, this is, this is awesome. The guy, so the guy that worships Jesus, the Bible said, was a leper. Everybody say leper. Let me tell you something about lepers in the Bible. Man, they had it rough. Okay, because in Leviticus, Leviticus said that if you had an infectious skin disease, if there were some other things there, also if you touched dead animals, it's a, it's a whole kind of uh, thing in Leviticus that God's setting up a type and shadow for. But what it basically said was that if you had an infectious skin disease like leprosy, that you were ritually unclean. So no one could get near you because if someone touched a leper, Leviticus said that the uncleanness, they were ceremonially, richly unclean, the uncleanness that was on them would basically get on the other person, and then you would become ceremonially unclean. And then there's this whole list of rules. Come on, we'd all hate them. I mean, it's like, you know, go out back and put yourself in a tent and wash seven times and wait seven days. It was like a huge hassle if you touch something or someone that was richly unclean because the uncleanness on that person would, would, would kind of come on you. So I want you to think about the life of a leper. Everywhere that leper went, people would be like, man, you better back up. You, you, you better get away. Watch, think about the life of a leper. Think about how they looked. Come on, girls. You think you, think you had a bad hair day? Think about of infectious, I mean, it was, there was deformity. I mean, it was grotesque. It was, it, it was, it was ugly. It was the, the I mean, there, there's, wherever a leper would go, there would be a drama. There would be scene, uh, 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 I mean, it was, there, there, there would be a scene. I mean, people would stay away because a leper was unclean. But this leper knew something about Jesus 
that if he wouldn't just watch Jesus, if he wouldn't just follow, if he wouldn't just hang out, if he wouldn't just kind of go with the crowd, you see, many times if you're following the crowd, the crowd's not going to lead you to where you really need to go. And that leper probably, you know, even though I'm last in line, even though I have all, the, all these issues, even though I have all this hurt, even though I have all this pain, I, I've, I, he must have heard about this guy, Jesus. That Jesus accepts people. That Jesus heals people. That Jesus loves people no matter how unclean they are. Now let me turn that spiritually. The Bible says that we are all sinners. We've all made mistakes. Come on, anybody in the house gonna admit right now that you've sinned, you've made mistakes, you've done wrong things in your life. You could look, if, if you just looked at some of the things that we've done and some of the things we've been involved in and experienced and all that, you could say that there's a lot of uncleanness on your life. It's very interesting. This leper did not let his uncleanness affect his attitude in coming to worship Jesus. Do you see? And here's what he knew, and this was very interesting. This, this leper, notice this. He didn't say, hey, Lord, watch this. He didn't say first, Lord, make me clean. He didn't shout at Jesus. He didn't come hollering, Lord, help me. Lord, heal me. Lord, can you do that for me? He didn't come begging. He didn't come hollering. He didn't come demanding. He didn't come. You know what he came? He came worshiping. In other words, somehow he knew, before I ask, before I do anything, in all of my pain, in all of my uncleanness, in all of my hurt, in all of my shame, in all of my embarrassment, if I can just worship Jesus, maybe something supernatural can happen. Here's what I want to say to you. If you can learn, when you're in pain, if you can learn how to bring God a praise in your pain, if you can learn how to bring him a song in your sadness, if you can learn even when you might feel so unclean, even at your lowest level, even when you hurt all, even when you're at your, your, your point of pain, if you can learn to bring God a praise in your pain, I'm telling you that God will come down and God will begin to work a miracle in your life. Anybody been sad recently in here? Anybody been sad lately? Anybody been depressed? Anybody been disappointed lately? Here's what I'm trying to tell you, right? Here's what I want to tell you, Sub 30. We've got to choose to be a generation that knows how to bring God a song in our sorrow. 
Can you bring him a song in your sorrow? Can you bring him a, pay, a, a praise in your pain? Can you learn how to worship God before you feel better, before you have a solution, before the miracle comes, before the breakthrough comes? If we'll bring him a praise while we're in our pain, God will turn that whole thing around. Look at this. Look at this scripture right here. Psalm 22, 3. Look, you are holy. Everybody say holy. God is holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Here's what this means. It means that God is holy, right? So, 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 so God's up on a throne, right? Father God's on the front throne. Jesus is sitting at his right hand. He's on the throne. But watch, the Holy Spirit is the God in the now. The Holy Spirit, that's the part of Trinity, the whole part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit's in the earth right now. You follow me? The Holy Spirit brings Jesus to us. It's, it's, it's one God, three persons. But here's what God is saying. Just like Father God has a throne in heaven, watch. Just like Jesus is sitting at his right hand, guess what? There can be a throne on earth where God comes in and rules. And that throne, guess what? It's in your praise. When you need the rule and power of God in your life, you need to learn how to create a throne right there in your pain by giving God a praise because the Lord inhabits, he's enthroned in the praises of his people. How many of you know what a setup is? A setup in a good sense. So watch, watch. So you might play basketball, right? You know, so someone throws, a, you ever watch basketball? Someone throws a good alley-oop. And the other guy dunks it, right? What did that guy do? He, he set that guy up, right? He set his friend up. He threw the alley-oop up there, and he did like a one-handed back windmill jam like I used to do. I used to throw those down all the time. It was a setup, or maybe you watch volleyball, right? A lot, a lot of girls here probably play volleyball. What do you do? You do that, that you know, you hit it once, and then they, they hit that one up by the net. What are you doing? You're setting up your friend for what? The spike, the kill shot. We're going to defeat them right now. Teams practice and practice and practice. Sports teams, basketball teams, volleyball teams. Practice, 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 practice. You know what? So they can give the right setup. So that they can make the kill shot. So that they can defeat the opponent. Or come on, maybe some of y'all done set somebody up on a date. You know what I'm saying? If you got a friend and he's setting you up on a date and it's a good thing. You know, guys, you got a guy. The guy's like, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up. I know this girl. It's a good thing. What you got to do? He's setting you up. He's helping you out. Are you following me? Watch, 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 watch. The Lord, the Holy One, he's enthroned in the praises of Israel. Or another translation says God inhabits the praises of his people, here's what that means. Listen, listen. We can set God up. 
We can set up a seat for God. We can set up a throne for God that when we have opposition, when the enemy's coming against us, when we have pain, when we have disappointment, when we have worry, when we have sadness, when those people are talking about us, when we don't feel like we fit in with this group of friends, where we wondered why we committed this sin, where we don't understand what's going on. Can I tell you, you can set up God. You can set him up, and he will come down in your praises. Listen. If you set God up, he'll set you free. We got to, oh, I wish somebody was hearing what I'm talking about. We need to learn how to set God up. And the way that we set him up is in our praise. Come on. Watch this, watch this. Unrestrained praise leads to an unrestrained life. Put that scripture back up there real quick. Not, not, not song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This what's this? Unrestrained praise leads to an unrestrained life. Look, look. He he worshipped him first, right? He worshipped him. Then in the worship, now look what he says. See, listen. When you start worshiping God, the very next thing God's going to come down. That's when you start talking to God. God comes down in his throne. He's ready to rule in your life. He's ready to bring a miracle into your life. So now that he's brought God a praise, even while he's still in pain, he's brought God a song, even though he's still in sorrow, now God has inhabited his praise, his situation. So now he says, Lord, will you make me clean? Jesus says, what? I'm willing. Here's what I want you to see. Do, do you see the, the cleansing is in the worship? It's not outside of the worship. It's not disconnected from the worship. The healing is in the worship. The cleansing is in the worship. The miracle is in the worship. The power is in the praise. Have you heard that term? The power of praise. Listen, when we come here and we praise God, if we will learn how to give God some unrestrained praise, guess what? He'll give you an unrestrained life. That leper, he had been restrained. Watch. He'd been restrained all of his life. Restrained all of his life. But then by giving God one praise, all of a sudden, even though he was restrained all of his life, he gave God unrestrained praise, and then his unrestrained praise led to an unrestrained life. I'm telling you that God wants to give you the breakthrough that you're looking for if you'll learn how to praise him unrestrained. Unrestrained. Okay, so, so what does that look like? What does that look like? Well, that's, that's why the Bible gives us direction what unrestrained praise looks like, what unrestrained worship looks like. It's right out of the Bible. So we're gonna, we're gonna come on, we're gonna have a lab class real quick. Are y'all ready? We're gonna have a lab class. So here's what the Bible says, biblical worship, biblical praise and worship, unrestrained, if we call it unrestrained worship, biblical praise and worship. Look, it's loud, everybody say loud. And it's lively. It's loud and it's lively. Listen, if you want praise and worship to be quiet, man, you're going to hate heaven. 
Because the Bible says in Revelations that there's about 30 minutes of silence in heaven. That's all the silence you get for all eternity. The whole rest of the billion times, trillion times, trillion of years, we're going to be praising God loud and loudly. Watch. So that's why the Bible says this. I'm going to quote you. The Bible says what? Clap your hands, all you peoples. Come on, let's clap. When we clap, let me tell you the good thing about clapping. You can clap whether you feel good or not. You can clap when you're, whether you're in pain or not. You can clap whether you're sad or not. That's why the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. I want you to think about this, heart, soul, and strength. So the heart, it, it's, it starts with strength. It can go from your strength to your soul into your heart. So you might come in, your heart's sad. Your heart's discouraged. You have pain or disappointment in your life. But you know what? You got your strength. I can put my hands together and learn how to praise God with a clap, even though in my heart I'm hurting and I'm disappointed. Come on, let's all clap right now. Everybody do it. Everybody do it. Come on, you can do it a little bit better than that. I did. Come on. So watch this. So watch. Clapping has a purpose. Do you see? We don't just clap like we clap for a sports team or we give applause for here. No, the Bible says he teaches our hands to war. When you clap, regardless of how you feel, you know what you're doing. You're saying, Lord, I'm giving you a praise. I'm giving you my strength right now. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And if I keep giving you my strength, it's going to get into my soul. And then your power is going to get into my heart, God. And you're going to... What else does the Bible say? It says, lift your hands. Doesn't it say, doesn't the Bible say, lift your hands in the sanctuary? Come on, let's all, let's all raise our hands right now. Raise our hands. Look, everybody, raise your hands. What are we doing right here? We're surrendering to God. Listen, it doesn't matter how you feel on the outside. You have the power to give God praise by lifting your hands. Come on, let's all do it. Now put them down real quick. How many of you have trouble lifting your hands in church? Who has trouble? Anybody have trouble? Kind of a little embarrassed? Yeah, it's fine. Kind of a little embarrassed? Because it can kind of be, if you're not used to it, right? It could kind of be like, you know, kind of letting yourself go. You know what I'm saying? Now, 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 for those of you out there who had a past like me, you know, running from the law and all that is no problem for you. I like every month, the police, I like, yeah, hands up. Don't. So I, <laughs> I call on the praise and worship real quick. Oh, okay, I surrender to God just like I do the law. I got it down. Do you see? So watch, watch, watch. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to all do it together one more time. I want everyone to go half-mast, half-mast, right here, right here, half-mast. Now let's all raise them together. Look. <laughs> Not too fast, you might spook someone. Slow, slow, look around. Look, everybody's doing it. Every, come on, reverse peer pressure. Everyone is raising their hands. Watch, watch. Great job. Okay, now give God a hand clap. So what? Watch. 
Now, a couple of more things. You know, the Bible says dance. Dance unto the Lord with all your might. Dance. Listen, the club didn't come up with dancing. God came up with dancing. I'm telling you right now. I found out this about my past, some of my pastor friends. My pastor friends that preach against dancing, the reason that they do it is because they don't have any moves. <laughs> the Bible says dance before the Lord with all your might. What does the Bible also say? It says shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, 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 on. On three, I want us all to shout. Ready? One, two, three. Hey! Look, now watch, watch. Look at everybody. Look at everybody now. Don't you just kind of feel a little looser? Don't you kind of feel a little bit more relaxed? A little bit more unrestrained? See, here's what we don't, we look at clapping, raising hands, dancing, shouting. We're like, oh, that's just, yeah, that's just forms of expression. No, there's a reason why that's in the Bible. Because when we give God that kind of loud and lively praise, what it does is it takes us to a place where we're less inhibited where we can be more open to the Holy Spirit, where God can enthrone our praises, where he can bring his power, and he can begin to unwrap the bondages in our life. We were restrained. He unwraps us. He makes us unrestrained. Unrestrained praise leads to an unrestrained life. You set God up, he'll set you free. Everybody say loud. Everybody say lively. How many of you ride uh, motorcycles? Anybody like motorcycles? Motocross? Y'all like it? Me too. You ever see, there's a, there's a big range of motocross, isn't there? Big range of, some are loud, some are different. So here's what I want to say. Our lives need to be loud and lively. Let me show you an example of what I'm talking about and what we need to get away from. Bring, bring me out my first motorbike. Where's my first motocross? Right here. Yamaha. Can y'all see it right here? Yamaha motocross. You better be careful. See, some of us, watch, some of our praise, some of our worship is like this. And we, we come into church and we give God a, a, a pinky praise. Some of our, so our praise can look like this, this kind of motocross, or it can look like 
a different type of motocross. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's what I want to ask you. Which type of worshiper are you going to be? Is that going to be the type of praise and worship you're going to give God? Or is your worship going to be live and loudly and unrestrained? And is your worship going to be live and loudly and is it going to be loud? Can you give God some praise? Come on! Come on, I feel it getting loud in here right now. I feel it getting loud up in here right now. Here's what I'm asking you, listen. I want your praise and worship in 2017. It's not going to look anything like that. It's going to look like that. It's going to be live. It's going to be loud. If you're in pain, you're going to bring God a praise in your pain. If you're in sorrow, you're going to bring him a song in your sorrow. You're going to set God up, and he's going to set you free. You might feel unclean. You might feel ashamed. Do you see what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, see, sometimes we need to get a little bit messy. Think about that leper. That leper, he was messy. He didn't look right. He probably made an ugly scene. You know, sometimes you need to, you need to, get, you, you need to not mind getting ugly. You know what I'm saying? We got to get messy with God. We got to get loud with God. Are y'all ready to give God a praise right now? Come on, I think it's getting ugly in here. I think it's getting loud in here. I think we're going to praise God right now. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.